0: Welcome to Look What She Built, where we show you examples of what an iconic woman leader looks like. I'm your host, Jamie Rowe, and I'm so excited to have you here. I created Look What She Built because I want to celebrate the bold, the brave, and badass women who are doing business in their own way. In this podcast, we're going to interview and celebrate these women business owners as well as bring on experts that can help us dive deep on topics like sales, self-care, money mindset, and more. So let's dive in and show the world what an iconic woman looks like. Hello, everyone. This is Jamie Rowe from Look What She Built podcast. And today I have a good friend with me. Kelly Sewell is with me. And I said that right. I've been practicing. Um, hi, Kelly. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Good. So good. I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions in a minute, but I want to introduce you to everyone in the audience here. So, Kelly Sewell is a wellness coach and Reiki master with a determined passion for guiding moms to reclaim their health and happiness. Through her own experiences, Kelly fully understands the exhaustion that comes from the expectations that moms set for themselves. She believes in a holistic approach to health, nutrition, movement, and mindset, to support moms to create a better life with simple yet workable health-focused goals. Kelly helps burnt out, overwhelmed moms to build a strong foundation, taking them from the state of just surviving into the power of thriving. She is a graduate of the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and has furthered her education to now include hormone health. Hello, Kelly. Welcome on the
1: show. Thanks for having me. I'm so thrilled to be here.
0: I'm so excited you're here. So I always, I almost always ask people what they have for breakfast and I do want to know what you had for breakfast. We could start there, but I have a secondary question because I know you have a very interesting
1: morning practice. So share with us, what did you eat for breakfast this morning, Kelly. So this morning I had an avocado detox smoothie. So I'm just wrapping up a 10 day cleanse. And so I had a smoothie with some avocado and coconut milk and spinach. Um, So, yeah.
0: Do you put anything in that to sweeten it or is the coconut milk enough?
1: The coconut milk's enough. I add um, vanilla protein powder too into it to get my added protein, but yeah, it's pretty satisfying. Mm,
0: that sounds wonderful. Okay. On the list. Um, okay. So I would love for you to share with everyone your morning practice. Yeah.
1: So it's, it's, it's pretty, a it's a good priority for me. Um, in the morning I, um, spend about 20 minutes meditating and either it's in just doing a meditation that's, um, to music that just gives me, allows me to find stillness, or sometimes I choose a guided meditation. And then after the meditation, I sit and I journal my thoughts, whether it's, and it's random thoughts. It could be something that had come up during the meditation. It could be something that I want to um, embody for the day. Um, It could be something that's um, troubling my mind, um, but I spend about 20 minutes then journaling. And then I begin my day.
0: Mm. I love And that's
1: that. a must for me.
0: You know what? Journaling, I think someone said to me, if you want to get to know yourself, journal mm-hmm. for a year. Mm-hmm.
1: And I really did not like writing at all. I, I kind of convinced myself back in high school and college that writing was not for me. So when I established a journaling practice in the morning, it really was a little challenging at first. Um, I'm a perfectionist. So I wanted whatever I journaled had to be perfect. But and then I realized it doesn't because I'm only journaling for me, mm. so it's whatever pops into my head, and I it allows me to the release that that need to be perfect, right?
0: Mm. You know, uh, similar in terms of with journaling is. Do you ever? I used to always dot my eyes, cross my T's, make sure it was legible and not. Now it's so messy. Like if someone saw my journal, they'd be like, "I think she needs some help." Like sometimes the letters are big. Sometimes I almost draw pictures. I don't know if that's, it's just whatever comes is, it needs to be expressed in that way. And being kind of messy is a joyful part of the morning. morning. I don't know if that's something that you encounter
1: It is. And I actually kind of turn it into more of a creative thing. So I'll draw pictures out of my mistakes or, you know, I'll laugh, but LOL, if I misspell a word, because sometimes gratitude is a challenge for me to spell. But, you know, I I just I joke about it. So it allows me to kind of have a whimsical side and take away the seriousness of journaling.
0: Yes, because I think it can get serious or you sit there and you're like, oh, I don't want to do this prompt that I got off a line or from a friend or (laughs) you know what I'm saying? You're like, Oh, I don't feel like, you know, talking, you know, my biggest mistakes or whatever the case. And sometimes it's just sitting with a pen and not having an agenda. Mm-hmm. That's kind of, that was really hard for me at first, but now I really enjoy just that kind of free writing and see what comes up because that's, that's interesting. Like these deep feelings and thoughts start to pop up, but
1: mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Everyone listening, journal, great, great exercise. Okay, let's talk about you and talk about your journey here. And I think it's always interesting to find out how people got started. Um, and I think sometimes in some businesses, it's you know an accumulation of what has happened throughout your life. You're taking all these pieces together to create and like the fabric of a beautiful business that has all this purpose and feeling And I feel like you have those components in there. So, what would you say is what kind of triggered um, your start into wellness coaching?
1: You know, as you talk about kind of the fabric of life, there's a lot of things that have transpired in my life. My journey is, um, you know, I came across this quote this morning, which I think sums it up quite nicely for me. And it's a quote by Carl Jung that says, "Um, I'm not what happened to me, I am what I choose to be. And when I step back right now and I think about, all that has happened in my life. Um, it really, truly has brought me to where I am today. So it started, um, about 25 years ago when my mom passed away. Uh, I was only 25 at the time. Um, and, um, I think at that age, you don't really know how to, how to deal with grief. You don't even know how to process those emotions. Right. So then over the course of the years that followed, you know, I got married, I got divorced. Um, I had two young kids. And then I ended up, ended up in a relationship with a very narcissistic man. Right. And I had no clue at the time what that even was. Um, I never even knew what those, you know, how someone could be so controlling or manipulative, but I was, I ignored all the red flags. Right. And so I ended up pregnant. Um, so here I was single mom, two kids pregnant with my third in a relationship that I should not have even been in. Um, and so that really, um, led to a a pretty good amount of health issues that I had. Um, I was sick all the time. Um, My body ached, I was tired, I was exhausted, you know, trying to manage it all. And so after I kind of figured out what was happening, I decided, made the choice decision that now was the time I needed to make some changes for me so that I could be there to support my kids. So I knew that things weren't good for me, but I needed to be there for them so that was the beginning of my health shift for me for me um learning what i needed to do to you know whether it was with exercise or food um and that really made a huge difference um in how i was functioning from day to day um then moving forward just a few years ago my dad passed away and when that happened um it was, it was kind of like a double whammy. I was not only grieving the loss of my dad, but I was finally allowing myself to grieve the loss of my mom. Mm-hmm. And I just remember sitting on the couch and eating gummy bears, bags of gummy bears. They were my comfort food. And I, I, see you oh, so I know you can relate. Oh my gosh. I love black force
0: gummy bears. That's my advertisement. Yes.
1: So they're, they're my comfort food. Right. And so and, and, and I dealing with the grief, I just, I leaned into food for comfort. So I was like, every time someone would say, Hey, do you want this? I said, sure. I deserve it. I'm grieving right now. Right. I'm sad. And, you know, I don't know how to process this. So let me, let me just eat that Sunday or let's order that pizza. Right. So, um, I really leaned into food for comfort. I, I, retreated into my own bubble. I lost the desire to work out motivation. And really, I just kind of stayed at home, right? So it wasn't until, you know, a few months after my dad passed, and I listened to this podcast. um, And it was Michelle Poehler's, it was actually, it was a TED Talk, it was Michelle Poehler's TED Talk, all about facing your fears. And it was called 100 Days of Fear. And she, decided that she was going to face a fear of hers for 100 days. Well, that was like an aha moment for me because I was like, I can do something for 100 days. And that is when I started my morning meditation practice. So I I chose for myself um, to kind of recover and heal from the grief Um, I chose to use meditation and journaling for um, 100 days as my first step in healing. And then after I accomplished that, I integrated more exercise and then I integrated um, food and how I could nourish my body um, so that it healed the way it needed to, right? So, um, but in all of that process, Jamie, that's when I realized that I am not the only one going through this. I am not the only mom who's exhausted, the only mom who needs to, who wants to feel um, energized and confident in her body. And so, um, out of all of that, that's what really inspired me to say, I want to help other moms. I'm here to help other moms who are experiencing the same things recover and reclaim their health and their happiness. So that's really kind of what inspired all of that. No,
0: and that's beautiful awareness too. I love that when we go through something that's difficult, the grief, Mm -hmm. the loss of your mother, the loss of your father and what that brought up and how hard that was. And then having that opportunity to go through that time, but then like coming through to the other side, like the sun, and be like, you know what? Other people have this too.
1: Yeah, I to do. and I think that we um, we don't allow ourselves to process any of that, right? I think, like especially as moms, we don't give ourselves that chance to to rest and restore and reconnect with ourselves. And I think that self care is so important because as a mom you have got so many other things that you have to take care of that you have to manage. Right. And so, and if you're not nourishing yourself, how can you be that resource for others?
0: Mm-hmm. That's so true. If your cup is empty, mm-hmm. you know, if your exactly. cup is empty, there's nothing left to give. And it's the reclaiming. I love that you were used the word reclaim because mm-hmm. it's your life back. And that's what yeah. you did Exactly. And the next is being open to receiving that too. Mm-hmm. Worthy of receiving it, mm-hmm. um, which we always we talk about. That comes up a lot on the show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, talking about receiving, talk about reclaiming, talking about um, finding our authentic self, our purpose. That's mm-hmm. what it comes down to. If not, we should just work. You know, corporate jobs and do our thing, right? Which right, right? and that's you, and I, that's
1: where I was.
0: Yeah, certainly. Um, so. But um, so let's talk a little bit about what what helped you the most in this journey, in this long journey. This is in the process of, you know, starting at age twenty five. I mean, since birth, we all are the becoming of ourselves in a process. But really, especially during the hard times when you're sitting on the couch eating gummy bears, which I appreciate that so much, Kelly. <laughs> I go. <laughs> I knew it was. I know it's a bad week when I'm going back at least three times the grocery store to get, I should buy more bags, but I can't, I only buy one at a time. Is that a problem? Do I need your coach? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no, let's talk about that. Um, but what is really, what helped you the most? And, and I know the Ted talk, I love that so much, you know, having mentors, sometimes mentors, we never meet, you know, mm-hmm. it's a Ted talk or it's someone we heard speak or whatever the case. But um, what, maybe it's advice, maybe it was people, maybe it was beliefs, like what really helped you the most through that time?
1: So I think, you know, one thing we already touched base on was my meditation practice, my daily meditation practice that really did help me um, with daily affirmations, just kind of build that self-confidence and build that awareness and really tap into my feelings, right? Um, but I think the other piece to that was, you know, As I was traveling through all of that, I was working a corporate job, and you know there were business um, partners that I had that really acknowledged, and they saw that what I was going through, and they saw how I recovered, right? How I um, uh, really did reclaim my health, right? And allowing them to share with me what they saw was very encouraging right? Because they saw something in me that I didn't, they were, you know, they saw that I had the ability to, you know, um, speak to others without judgment, to support them, to love them, um, you know, everything that had to do with health and wellness, right? Um, And so their encouragement uh, to say, Kelly, you really need to be move out of this design field because my designs in my backgrounds in interior design. Um, you, there are so many other opportunities out there in a different um, realm for you. Mm-hmm. So their encouragement and listening to a, really a total stranger from a business perspective, right? Like I didn't know them on a personal level, but to hear them and share their encouragement for me, that, that was um, that helped a lot.
0: Um, I love them.
1: (laughs) What a gift, right? What a
0: gift. And to have people around you that can see the unseen for you, as Mm -hmm. Jason would say, Um, see the unseen. Um, Those are gifts. Those are people that you want to have in your life because they can see your light Mm -hmm. Um, and what you're here for and your purpose. Super love that. Um, What would you say are some, I mean everyone's been tested in some form or another. If you're an entrepreneur, if you're a human being, you feel like sometimes is the universe testing me what's going on here? Well, what do you feel like were some obstacles that you had to overcome Mm -hmm. during this process?
1: So I would say the first one is this, um, the imposter, imposter syndrome. So, you know, feeling like, how can I call myself a wellness coach and transition out of design and construction into something totally different? So who am I, you know, this, there's so many people in the wellness industry right now, right? And so, so many health coaches, wellness coaches, life coaches. So who am I to say that um, I matter or that I can help somebody, So kind of getting past that imposter syndrome was, um, a big obstacle for me. Um, and I would say also kind of goes hand in hand is dropping this need to be perfect. Mm -hmm. This idea that I had to have it all put together. And so, and when I kind of realized that that wasn't serving me, um, it allowed me to step into the mindset of um, being unapologetically me.
0: Mm, I love that. Unapologetically me. I think we were discussing that we might need some t shirts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think that's awesome because I think that we especially as mom and women are constantly comparing ourselves to others, right? Especially when you're building a business, you are on social media marketing yourself. And so, and when you market yourself on social media, it is so challenging not to fall prey to comparing yourself to what others are doing. What does their feed look like? What are they doing on Instagram? What kind of real are they? It's very overwhelming, right? And debilitating really. And so when you realized that you don't need, you're not doing this for them, you're doing it for you. So why shouldn't what you put out there be reflective of who you are? Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, that was a big, um, obstacle for me to overcome. It took a little bit of time for me to manage what that all meant, but, um, that was the biggest one for sure.
0: Well, I think in perfectionism and, um, Imposter syndrome are sisters, right? They go hand in hand. Usually I see they both sit in the same bucket, so to speak, but different on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, it also means you care. But I always say I'd rather have progress than perfectionism. That's what I'm striving for progress, not perfectionism, which is not always easy, but um, it helps you move a lot faster. So that's, yeah, go ahead.
1: It does. Cause I think when you um, allow perfectionism to lead, you tend to overthink. And you know, when you overthink, then things take a lot longer than they really need to take.
0: Yeah, certainly.
1: So we've all been
0: there. Overthinking. Anyone overthink, raise your hand unless you're driving. Do not raise your hand. Unless you're good at driving one-handed, which my kids, I actually I drive one-handed or no hand. Wow, no one anyway. We're not gonna talk about my amazing driving skills. You're laughing. <laughs> Ten and two—that's what they taught us. Ten and two. Now it was like nine and three. Have you heard that? Yeah, I'm I not- haven't
1: heard the nine and three, but I hear my daughter telling me to put my hands on the wheel. So,
0: yeah, I hold it from the bottom with my left hand because my right hand—I'm—I'm I'm doing stuff. I got stuff to do. I'm eating, changing the Spotify song, whatever. Okay, so let's talk about how you've transformed in this process, because I think about. You know, I would love the story you're talking about again, because I think you have gummy bears in the story, so I can relate so much to <laughs> that. And anyone who can, please add a comment, um, is that um, if you could go back and see you, her sitting on the couch, sofa, sorry, I cannot say the C word, it's the S word, sofa, all my interior design friends are like, do not go on the couch. I've been corrected so many times. I almost have PTSD and I love it. I love them for that. Um, (laughs) Is if you saw Kelly on the sofa. I can relate to that. (laughs) What what would you
1: say to her? Who you are today? What you know today, what would you say to her? You know, I would really say um, that this is your journey these are the steps that you take, right? So um, you're not answering to anybody else. Mm -hmm. And when you step into who you truly are um, and put yourself first, that's when you start to flourish. Mm -hmm. So um, I would remind Kelly sitting on the sofa (laughs) that she has the strength right? That she has the knowledge, that she has the wisdom she needs to accomplish and do whatever she wants to do. Yeah.
0: And for her to be unapologetically her.
1: Absolutely. Just throw that in.
0: I'm going to keep throwing it in because I really, <laughs> like, I really like that. Yeah. Because yeah. seeing you be that way gives all of us the strength to be that way.
1: Mm-hmm. Just
0: yeah. And instead of comparing like, oh, Kelly's got the cool feed, blah, blah, blah. Like, wow, she did that. I can do that too. Yeah.
1: That's, mm-hmm. And I think as, you know, a wellness coach, it's um, the journey that I'm going through, you know, to be a, a stronger wellness coach, to continue to learn every single day. Right. Um, And so that journey for me is my chance to give back to inspire other moms, right? To inspire other women to gain and find their power so they start thriving.
0: Yeah, because as moms, when you break. Mm. We do, we do. Break, I mean, my kids are older. I mean,
1: how old are your kids again? Just so the audience knows. (laughs) Well, my three are um, 18 uh, 14 and nine, and then I have three stepkids who are 22, 19 and 11.
0: You are so busy. Yeah, I don't know where to start there.: <laughs> 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 Wow. Wow. OK. Can you actually share something you shared with me, I think at Christmas, what you do for the theme dinner?: Oh, yes. idea before I want to make sure we talk about that, because we'll do the speed round in a minute, but Ooh. what do you do that's so special?
1: So we got really bored with turkey and mashed potatoes for Christmas dinner. So for the holidays, for Christmas specifically, we draw a country. So each person, each member of the family selects a country, um, let's say, whether it's France, Italy, Germany, India, um, Mexico, Argentina, and we put, everybody puts their name in a hat or that country in a hat, and then we draw. And that country is, inspires our meal for the holiday. So this last holiday was Argentina. So we had carne asada and we had empanadas and we had um, uh, polenta, uh, which is fried cheese, so good. Um, So it's, and so that inspires our meal for the holiday. And then that Christmas we put in and we draw for the next year. So next year's India, which I am so thrilled for. So um, Indian food is is so yummy. You
0: not eat. The food that's chosen for Christmas for the whole year, because I feel like
1: <laughs> no, I love, I love, actually, I don't actually, but but we, um, I, I really get into the tradition of you know that country as well, like when we had Switzerland. Um, I did some research and how they celebrate Christmas in Switzerland and how they give goodie bags to the kids on, you know, December 6th, I think is the date. And those are filled with oranges and peanuts, um, and things like that. So I, we try to really embrace not just the food, but the culture as well. It's a fun way of celebrating. That's
0: so organized there's like educational (laughs) pieces. Like I can't even do like secret Santa. I have three siblings. And we talk about doing like secret Santa stuff. And like, we're like, yeah, we'll do it. We'll talk about it in October. And then October happens, then November happens. And then it's like the week for Christmas. So like, do you wanna do secret Santa gifts? And we'll put, no, like, <laughs> I mean, that's so beautiful. I love that tradition. That's awesome. Okay, let's do speed round. And then um, and then we'll talk about how people can find you. And yeah. ways. okay, are you ready for the speed round is the question? I
1: am, bring it on. Okay. Let's do it. All right. First question. What is your favorite movie or book? One or the other. Okay. So since I'm kind of a product of the eighties and nineties, I'm a gigantic, huge, like John Cusack fan. So better off dead is one of my favorites.
0: Yes. I want
1: my $2.
0: My $2. It's the
1: paper (laughs) boy. Uh,
0: (laughs) Something most people don't know about you.
1: Okay. So Drew Carey autographed my stomach. What? So, so college graduation, the night before college graduation, we're all out celebrating and into the bar walks, Drew Carey. And I did, um, he was, he, he actually paid for everybody's drinks. The tab was on him, which was super awesome. And um, I wanted him to autograph something, but I didn't want to ruin my shirt and so I had him autograph my stomach. Did you not shower for a while? Like what Talk I put I, I put saran wrap and medical tape around it to try to preserve it as long as I could. I have a picture of it, but it was it was <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. It was a fun night.
0: Well, there was alcohol involved, so we don't need to worry about what were you thinking. Maybe it's college graduation. The and you're like, why not sign my stomach? Right. That's what? right. That's so much. Now I have a visual. Okay.
1: (laughs) I tap into my feminine radiance when I Mm. when I meditate. Mm. It allows me to step into this place of nurturing myself.
0: Yes. And just taking care of yourself, filling that cup for the
1: day. Absolutely. Okay.
0: Number four, quattro. To me, sales is. Shifting? Mm, tell me more about the word shifting. I've never heard that response. I've heard serving a lot.
1: So, um, to me, sales is shifting because I no longer look at it from this lens of selling or making money. I look at it through this lens of making connections and making an impact.
0: Mm-hmm. So, it's the shift for you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, I love that. Shifting, reframing, What's the name of the game when it comes to sales? I love that. Okay, last one. My greatest hope for the world is?
1: Um, so my greatest hope for the world is that everybody have access to fresh food. And I know that sounds like a really simple statement, but even in the United States, there are food deserts in inner cities where people do not have access to fresh food. They only have access to a convenience store to get fruit food. And so my wish is that everybody have access to fresh food.
0: So the hot dogs rolling at the convenience store, is that bad? Are those bad? Have you ever eaten one of those? Not sure I would eat one. <laughs> have you ever eaten one? Like no. with You curie night you went to the gas station and ate a hot dog on the rollers? No? No?
1: Nope. Okay. You we can go to the gas station for a slice of pizza, but- <laughs> because um, where I grew up, that was the only pizza place in town. Um, so yeah, but um, not sure I'd, I'd venture to get a hot dog.
0: No, and they're exposed. They're not covered. Like why? Who invented this? And who <laughs> thought it was a good okay. idea? right? Someone <laughs> is eating them or they wouldn't have them. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. <clears throat> Wonderful. So Kelly, tell me how people can first off, tell me about what your services that you offer and then we'll, and also how people can find you.
1: Yeah, so um, right now I am offering one-on-one um, wellness coaching mm-hmm. um, and I also offer group programs and uh, workshops as well. Um, and the one-on-one coaching is really my passion. Um, working one-on-one with moms, as I mentioned before, helping them reclaim their health, happiness, feel energized and confident in their body, And most importantly, um, um, oh my goodness, find joy in their to-do list. I totally spaced on that last one after I said most importantly. Well, most important, you were doing the dramatic pause. I I was. Do
0: our elevator pitches, right? We always yeah. uh, See, that's what you were doing. See, no one even noticed. (laughs) I thought you were going to say, and most importantly, they're unapologetically them. That's a long word, unapologetically.
1: That's like supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. I
0: don't know what you just said, but yes,
1: yes. So, um, people can find me on my through my website is really probably the easiest way. cultivateyoufamilylife.com. Um, and, uh, there you can get connected th- to social media, to email, um, as well as checking out the, the 12 week coaching, um, program, which is called shift. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I love all of this. Yeah. Well, Kelly, it has been wonderful to have you on the yeah, show. Thanks, thank Jamie. you for being here. And, uh, for everyone who's listening, thank you so much for listening today to Look What She Built. Um, I appreciate you and I appreciate your time today. So enjoy the ride. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to this conversation. I'm Jamie Rowe with Look What She Built, the one and only podcast that celebrates the brave, bold, and badass women who are doing business their way and telling us about it. Until next time, go show the world what an iconic woman looks like. Please share this with three women because we all need to share positive messages in the world. And if you want to learn more, please connect with me on social at impact to income.